0: BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the internet at bcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk.
1: And thank you for joining us today. It's going to be a news roundup day on Crosstalk, as uh, so many things going on in our world around us. And uh, just to keep you informed on these matters, certainly to be understanding of the times in which we live, understand the importance of sharing the good news of the gospel. That's the only thing that will change man's hearts in this world. Uh, there is much taking place, and uh, we'll bring it to your attention uh, like, a, uh, like a watchman blows the trumpet when danger is lurking. And... Uh, Certainly we want to uh, blow the trumpet as it relates to so many of these issues that are taking place across our land as well and calls us certainly to be salt and light in these times. And uh, certainly we need churches that are proclaiming biblical truth uh, through the, uh, the the proclamation of the Word of God. It is our source of authority, and we need to stand upon it. Well, we're going to begin uh, here, as we reported yesterday. Uh, hear this from the Washington stand. The House did pass the so-called Respect for Marriage Act, uh, threatening the religious liberty of all Americans who believe marriage is the exclusive uh, union of one man and one woman. Uh, Thirty-nine Republicans joined with the Democrats uh, in passing this. uh, Critics call it the Disrespect for Marriage Act that would allow individuals to sue Christian business owners who refuse to participate in same-sex ceremonies, also jeopardizing the ability of Christian adoption agencies that do not place children with married same-sex couples. The bill would also force all 50 states to recognize any marriage contracted by another state, repeal the Defense of Marriage Act, and endanger the tax-exempt status of faith-based nonprofits. The bill now goes to President Biden, who has promised to promptly and proudly sign it into law. Uh, Tony Perkins from Family Research Council said today is a dark day for religious freedom. The left's forces of religious hostility aided by 12 Republican senators and 39 Republican representatives advance what history may ultimately record as one of the greatest assaults on religious freedom in modern history. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi said the bill reflected the divinity in every human being. She recognized the uh, former Representative Barney Frank, an ultra-liberal Democrat who identifies as gay, who turned to the House chamber to return there to uh, witness the vote, before also praising Harvey Milk, who had a sexual relationship with an adolescent. Representative Richie Torres, another LGBT-identifying congressman, said the legislation put the equality of same-sex love in its rightful place under the protection of federal law. Is there any wonder why we see judgment upon our nation? CBN News is reporting Raphael Warnock was declared the winner in the runoff election in Georgia. Uh, This is giving Democrats a 51-49 majority in the U.S. Senate. Uh, Fox News reported this morning, uh, Arizona Senator um, Sinema has left the Democratic Party, registered now as an independent. And uh, this was an op-ed that was in the Arizona Republic, citing partisan, uh, increasingly partisan interest and radicalization of both political parties. Uh, She... uh, is uh, registering as an independent. We don't know if she is going to caucus with the Democrats like Bernie Sanders has or not, but she does seek to maintain her her committee uh, seats. So that would seem to indicate that though an independent, for all practical purposes, she still is going to uh, be following uh, right along with the Democratic Party uh, as far as being counted uh, among them. Caucusing, that is, with them. The Daily Signal reporting after Twitter CEO Elon Musk teased a massive reveal last Friday afternoon. Journalist Matt Taibbi uh, released a Twitter thread revealing the confusion at the social media company after it censored the New York Post uh, Hunter Biden laptop story leading up to the presidential election in 2020. Uh, Taibbi's uh, Twitter thread that Musk retweeted revealed that Twitter's top executives did not have a good explanation for censoring stories, but uh, stuck with their decision anyway. Truly uh, troubling as to what uh, has happened there. Uh, Zero Hedge is reporting that Elon Musk Tuesday announced that the former FBI attorney James Baker, who came to Twitter to serve as a deputy general counsel, has been fired after vetting recently released evidence of Twitter's election interference unbeknownst to Musk. In light of concerns about Baker's possible role in suppression of information important to the public dialogue, he was exited from Twitter today, Musk wrote on Twitter, replying to a December 4th Jonathan Turley article shedding light on the relationship between Twitter, Biden scandals, and Baker. The Epoch Times reporting that Twitter boss Elon Musk has revealed that the most important data from the social media platform's internal communications on free speech suppression, known as the Twitter files, was hidden, and some may even have been deleted. He made the remarks in the December 7th tweet, And uh, uh, this is in response to a former Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey's question as to why the Twitter files were being dropped in installments instead of being released in their entirety. Quote, if the goal is transparency to build trust, why not just release everything without filter and let people judge for themselves? Well, Musk reacted to his remarks by saying that key data had been hidden, possibly scrubbed. Most important data was hidden from you, too, and some may have been deleted, but everything we find will be released, Musk said. From CNSNews.com, there's nothing like the history of America. We've never had a family that has influenced pedal to this degree. That's a remark from Congressman James Comer of Kentucky. He said that Monday, talking about Fox News. Uh, is, is, uh, Sean Hannity program about the millions of dollars that the Biden family received through Hunter Biden from foreign adversaries of the United States. Comer is the incoming chair of the House Oversight and Reform Committee. Again, he said, there's nothing like it in the history of America. We've never had a family that has influence peddled to this degree. Uh, let's see. This is uh, coming to us from uh, the Geller Report and uh, the Epoch Times. Uh, Congressional investigators are being denied access to 148 suspicious activity reports filed with the Department of the Treasury by banks concerning financial dealings of President Joe Biden's son Hunter and brother Jim, according to incoming House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan. Most Americans have never heard the term suspicious activity reports, he said. uh, These uh, are actual reports that... Uh, that financial institutions file with the Treasury Department when they see suspicious activity. Will this information come forward? There's been so much suppression that has happened with these matters. Yet, you know, we'll hear everything, every jot and tittle in regard to January 6th. What about all that Russian collusion that went on for years, but not a word coming forth? I mean, uh, the the secrecy, the cover-up, the scandal pertaining to Hunter Biden... WND.com is reporting government watchdog group Judicial Watch says the U.S. Secret Service essentially is being irresponsible with its response to questions relating to an incident which Hunter Biden apparently submitted the wrong answer on a federal form in order to buy a handgun. Judicial Watch has been investigating that situation since there was not any accountability for the younger Biden for his claim that he was not using drugs when he made the purchase, a status that would have disallowed the purchase the gun reportedly was disposed of in a garbage bin in Delaware. The watchdog group started investigating. The Secret Service said there were a few records of the gun transaction, then said, oops, no, there aren't. Now there now are again. The Secret Service now says it's located over 100 records, totaling over 400 pages, and will compete, uh, rather complete its initial processing of the records by January 9th of 2023. Very interesting what's going on here. Uh, The Secret Service's changing story on records raises additional questions about its role in the Hunter Biden gun incident. One thing is clear, Judicial Watch's persistence means that the public may get records that the Secret Service suggested did not exist. That's a statement from the president of Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton. Okay, Pamela Geller also reporting with the Epoch Times that a top FBI official has stepped down just as the House Republicans have announced plans to investigate recent operations and actions at the Bureau. Uh, after a 26 uh, year, 10 month career with the FBI, this is a Stephen D'Antuno Ono, Assistant Director in Charge of the FBI uh, Washington Field Office, announced his retirement. This came just weeks after Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee name him as one of the nine FBI employees that would require prompt testimony as they seek to investigate potential political bias at the Bureau. Washington Free Beacon reporting, Pentagon officials are concerned that Victor Bout, a Russian arms dealer whom the Biden administration freed from U.S. custody Thursday in a prisoner swap, may return to his illicit trade, according to a political report about known as the Merchant of Death, has been serving a 25-year sentence for conspiring to kill Americans and support a terrorist organization before he was exchanged for the WNBA player Brittany Griner. Griner was in Russian custody since February when she was arrested for possession of cannabis oil, was imprisoned in a Russian prison colony to serve a nine-year sentence. Some criticized the Biden administration for freeing This Russian prisoner who armed African warlords and is accused of dealing with Al-Qaeda and the Taliban, especially as former Marine Paul Wieland, has remained in Russian custody since 2018. But there's a political correctness here, ladies and gentlemen, with Greiner. Matter of fact, all doubt was removed, rather confirmed by the White House press secretary, that Brittany, Brittany Greiner was saved from Russian prison Because she was called an important role model, an inspiration to millions of Americans, particularly the LGBTQI plus Americans and women of color. Here's exactly the quote here from Karine Jean-Pierre.
2: On a personal note, Brittany is more than an athlete, more than an Olympian. She is an important role model and inspiration to millions of Americans, particularly the LGBTQI. Plus Americans and women of color. She should never have been detained by Russia.
1: Never should have been retained. Yet yeah, we have Marine Paul Whelan in Russian custody since the year 2018. Okay, let's go on to, uh, yeah, here, this is from uh, cnsnews.com, came out just a bit ago. The prisoner swap of WNBA basketball star Brittany Griner for convicted Russian arms dealer Victor Bout. Sends the wrong message to U.S. adversaries that you can take an American citizen hostage to get leverage over the United States. That was a statement from Congressman Mike Gallagher of Wisconsin. The reality is, Putin took a hostage and used it to exert leverage over the United States while he's in the middle of conflict in Europe, and we're supporting the other side, the congressman said. The second thing is that the signal it sends more broadly, I'm concerned that the signal it sends, that it is open season to take American citizens hostage because this is not just an isolated incident, Gallagher said. Daily Caller reporting the U.S. covertly altered a critical weapons system sent to Ukraine in an effort to prevent Ukrainian forces from striking Russian territory amid fears of provoking, that would be provoking Russia's ire against the West, the Wall Street Journal reported. The U.S. has provided 20 of the highly popular high-mobility artillery rocket system launchers to Ukraine since June, and at least 38 total alongside ammunition known as the guided multiple-launch rocket systems that carry a range of 50 miles. We understand that these have uh, had a range of up to 200 miles but have been modified to prevent Ukraine from striking Russia, says one report. By the way, uh, coming to us from USA Today... Ukrainian President Vol- uh, uh, Vladimir Zelensky and the spirit of Ukraine, have yeah, they've been chosen as Times 2022 Person of the Year. The outlet made that announcement this past Wednesday morning. We're going to take a quick break here on Crosstalk. We'll be back with more stories on our news roundup today. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network.
3: to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, are spiders ever found in the fossil record?
0: Yes, unbelievably, Chris, they are. Not only spiders, but sometimes spider webs are found. A spider and its web was found in amber, which was dated by evolutionists at 190 million years old. Now, I don't buy the date. I think the amber was formed at the time of Noah's flood. But think how silly this makes the millions of years idea look. Spider silk is so fragile, it dehydrates and deteriorates quite quickly. Does anybody really think it's going to last for 190 million years? Chris, a better idea is out there. It's the back to genesis idea of creation and the flood. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Visit our web store at icr.org store. And use the promo code FACT at the checkout when ordering your That's a Fact DVD.
1: This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network and uh, just reviewing a lot of news here from this week. You know, the power grid across this nation has uh, been of great concern. You just take out some of these substations and, my, oh, my, the impact upon the nation. And there are concerns about the, the, the few number of these that would need to be taken out to cause a major, major crisis across these United States. Well, Red State is reporting as of late Wednesday night, electricity had been restored to more than 40,000 residents of Moore County, North Carolina, who had been without power since Saturday evening. Uh, No information about uh, suspects at that time, but they did put out a wanted poster from the FBI. A $75,000 reward from the governor was also put out there as uh, as well for uh, those uh, responsible. In addition, uh, it's reported that in mid-November, a substation in Jones County, North Carolina, that's a rural coastal county near New Bern, was sabotaged. That left 11,000 customers without power for a couple of hours. Uh, The vulnerability of the power grid is of great concern. That second grid was one located near Camp Lejeune. Washington Free Beacon reporting that the top Republican on the Senate Energy Committee launched an inquiry Wednesday into a Biden administration grant to a Chinese-based battery company under scrutiny from U.S. financial regulators. The announcement came in the wake of a Washington Free Beacon report about the Biden administration's attempt to spin the grant as a boon for American-made clean energy. Senator John Barrasso of Wyoming, the ranking member of the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee, said that the Department of Energy's grant to micro, vast holding endangers our national security and undermines the U.S.'s position in its race against China for technological supremacy. That was a letter he sent to the Department of Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm. Uh, he, uh, they've said that this is part of the uh, process uh, for the uh, legislation that had been passed uh, earlier in the year. And uh, DOE distributing $200 million in taxpayer funds to a company joined at the hip with China is, uh, is uh, antithetical to the bipartisan infrastructure law's intent, he said. That's what they're trying to use, the bipartisan infrastructure law to sponsor this, this grant to a China-based battery company. Okay, from the Epic Times, a nonprofit group has uh, discovered 48 new overseas police stations with ties to China's communist regime, including two previously unknown facilities in Los Angeles and New York City. The newly identified sites are among more than 100 police outposts that are spread out across 53 nations. The facilities have been used by the Chinese Communist Party to carry out an illicit campaign on transnational repression according to Safeguard Defenders. It's outrageous that the Communist Chinese government is exercising extraterritorial law enforcement on U.S. soil. This is a statement from Representative Nicole uh, Maliotakis out of New York. Uh, It should be a top priority of Secretary Blinken and Attorney General Garland to shut down these stations to protect our Chinese-American constituents and our nation's sovereignty from foreign encroachment. Unbelievable that these... these, uh, Communist Chinese police stations still are allowed to stay open, discovered both in Los Angeles and in New York City. Washington Free Beacon reporting, Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas indicated that the Palestinian Authority may turn to terrorism, saying armed resistance against Israel could commence any day. Quote, I do not endorse armed resistance at the moment, but I may change my mind later. Abbas said in a recent Arabic language interview translated in English. This was on the Elder of Zion website. His comments came at a troubling time for the Palestinian Authority governing body, which is the weakest it's been in decades. The iran baked Hamas uh, terror group, which uh, controls the Gaza Strip, has been challenging Abbas's power, and several armed faction groups have also joined the fray in recent months, reports Washington Free Beacon. Jerusalem Post saying Saudi Arabia looking to normalize ties with Israel, although it will be a while before this ever properly manifests. This is uh, Israeli news outlet I-24 News reported on Tuesday. Let's see. Also a story here from um, Israel National News, and that is Prime Minister-designate Benjamin Netanyahu last night officially asked President Isaac Herzog for a two-week extension to conduct negotiations to form a governing coalition. Interesting story coming from the Western Journal. I've seen this in some other sources as well. Uh, Trying to rein in an economy in which cash still dominates, Nigeria is imposing limits on how much cash its people can withdraw per day from automatic teller machines. In a letter sent to banks on Tuesday, the Central Bank of Nigeria said as of January 9th, a daily limit of money that can be withdrawn Uh, according to Bloomberg, is the equivalent of our $44.97. $44.97. The new edict claims uh, weekly withdrawals of cash are also going to be limited. Withdrawals above those limits will trigger hefty fees, according to the letter. Other rules indicate a a ban on cashing checks to the equivalent of about $90 over-the-counter. Central bank, digital currency... And now going to be penalizing, you can't take out money from an ATM machine above a certain dollar amount, the equivalent of some $45? Very interesting. Watch it as this, this is going to continue to be pushing nation after nation toward a digital currency. The Daily Caller reporting the Trump Organization companies convicted of criminal fraud on all counts by a jury at the New York Supreme Court Tuesday... The jury in the case People v. Trump Corporation returned a guilty verdict on all charges of fraud, including conspiracy and falsifying records. The charges stem from investigations by the New York Attorney General and Manhattan District Attorney's Office into allegations that the Trumpet organization defrauded the government by helping chief Official uh, or chief financial officer Alan Weiselberg and other ex- executives to avoid taxes through undeclared compensation in the form of free rent or a housing unit, car leases, utility payments, school fees for his grandchildren, and uh, so the conviction of criminal fraud on all counts by a jury at the New York Supreme Court this past Tuesday. Speaking of the Supreme Court, this now the U.S. Supreme Court, according to Western Journal, has refused to hear a case alleging that Facebook and Dominion voting systems had an illegal and undue influence on the 2020 elections. The court rejected the appeal from eight Americans without comment. Western Journal reporting the House Ethics Committee announced that Ocasio-Cortez is under investigation. In a Wednesday press release, the committee announced that the investigation stems from a matter invoking Uh, AOC, that was brought to its attention in June. The committee did not outline the nature of the investigation, but in a statement released through her congressional office, Ocasio-Cortez denied any involvement in wrongdoing and asserted that the investigation would be dismissed. From just the news, the Democrat-led movement to lower the voting age to 16, or in some cases even younger, gaining momentum nationwide, scoring local victories while winning the support of lawmakers and activists on the political left. The campaign's latest win comes in Boston, where the city council on Wednesday approved a petition allowing 16- and 17-year-old residents to vote in municipal elections. The petition now will be sent to the Massachusetts legislature for approval, which is not guaranteed. Several other towns and Cities in Massachusetts have voted for similar proposals, but uh, have failed to pass the House. A statement from Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation, he said, This is foolish, a cynical move by Boston and other jurisdictions. Under the law, 16- and 17-year-olds are minors. They cannot sign contracts or leases, cannot buy alcohol or join the military or serve on a jury or engage in a host of other activities that only legal adults are qualified to engage in. Um, very troubling story here um, from WND.com. A problem that has already become so severe in America's healthcare industry that a physician's group has launched a campaign demanding that Congress intervene has flared again. This time, it's affecting the life of a 14-year-old girl who needs a life-saving kidney transplant. But she's been refused medical care by Duke University Hospital, they report, because she is unvaccinated. WND reported earlier that situation has developed so often that the Association of uh, American Physicians and Surgeons created an online process to allow Americans to email their members of Congress. AAPS is demanding that transplant centers be legally prohibited from treating an individual as ineligible to donate or receive an organ or assign a lower priority to an individual waiting to receive an organ if that individual has declined to receive a COVID-19 vaccine. Well, in fact, the very aspect that this gal needs a kidney transplant says that, you know, there are kidney problems there. You know what some of the, the results have been from those who have received the, the shot? Yes, kidney failure, kidney problems. Why would a person with kidney failure, as this young 14-year-old, want to pursue that which many people have, have had kidney failure happen as a result of the shot? Does that make sense to you? From townhall.com. Pharmaceutical Corporation Pfizer and its German partner BioNTech submitted an application to the U.S. Food and Drug Association for emergency use authorization of its COVID-19 Omicron vaccine for children under five. If approved, children ages six months to four years would receive a two-dose primary series of the COVID-19 vaccine, followed by a third dose of the Omicron-adapted bivalent uh, A vaccine, the companies announced that on Monday. Fox News reporting House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said the military's vaccine mandate will be lifted or the national defense bill will not move forward, he said. We're working through what is the National Defense Authorization Act and uh, the national defense bill. We will secure lifting that vaccine mandate on our military because what we're finding is they're kicking out men and women that have been serving. McCarthy raised uh, with the president the issue with the President. the President told him he would consider it. White House spokesperson Olivia Dalton told Fox News Digital. National Review is reporting China has lifted its strictest zero COVID policies after protests, challenging the draconian measures swept the nation. Citizens who contract the virus and exhibit mild or no symptoms will no longer be required to check into a state facility to quarantine and can do so at home now, according to a 10-point order issued by the Chinese National Health Commission on Wednesday. Testing requirements for people traveling within China have also been dropped and officials were ordered to discontinue frequent arbitrary lockdowns. LifeSiteNews.com. Oh my, folks, New Zealand's High Court. New Zealand's high court has taken guardianship of a four-month-old baby. Do you know why? Because the parents remained firm in demanding that only blood not tainted by the COVID-19 vaccine be used during surgery to repair their son's heart defect. So their, 19 year, their, their child, uh, I'm sorry, not 19-month-old, this is a four-month-old child, has a heart defect, and the parents do not want blood to be used in any transfusion that is tainted by the COVID shot or by COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, Justin Ian Gott decreed that the infant would remain under the court's guardianship until he had recovered from the surgery, according to a report from CNN. The baby's parents' simple request has been dismissed by Auckland Starship Hospital and its pediatric cardiac surgeon, as well as the New Zealand Blood Service, as unnecessary and impractical despite the parents having reportedly identified 20 unvaccinated people who were willing to donate blood for the child's life-saving procedure. They said, we don't want blood that's tainted by vaccination, the infant boy's father said. We're fine with anything else these doctors want to do. The mother explained, we can't take a risk with a boy who already has a heart condition. Well, friends, what happened is that the court took guardianship of the four-month-old baby... To, to have the surgery and will return custody of the child back to the parents after recovery takes place. We've got more stories to report after the break. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America.
3: Often the sounds of traditional Christmas carols are missing this time of year. The secularation in our society does not want to recognize those carols which point to the Christ of Christmas. VCY America is making available Sounds of Christmas Volumes 3, 5, and 6. The various selection of Sounds of Christmas features the music of the season as played by Vic Eliasson on the digital piano, Hammond organ, and Allen organ. Songs like Go Tell It on the Mountain, O Little Town of Bethlehem, and Joy to the World. These instrumental CDs are perfect for playing in your home, office, or car throughout the season. Each volume of Sounds of Christmas is available for a donation of $6 each or all three for a donation of $15 to VCY America. Call 1-800-729-9829 and have a Merry Christmas
1: this is crosstalk here on vcy america and uh, friends we again know there are many issues going on in this world and the only answer is jesus christ and uh, certainly the importance of us sharing the gospel in times like these uh people's hearts are darkened and and uh, certainly uh, they are caught up in much deception in this world here today, and it's so important for us to be light and to be salt in this world. Uh, Just a reminder, uh, the problem is there is a lot of biblical illiteracy that is taking place in so many across uh, even Christian America, and one of the things we are seeking to do through Crosstalk and the VCY American Network is to get People to read through the Scriptures, our guidebook, uh, that which is uh, inspired by God, uh, God God-breathed, and uh, to do that during the year 2023. Uh, As you recall, earlier this week, we had a program with Randy Melchert and, and presented the Bible Reading Challenge for 2023. And uh, I know that there have been at least uh, 200 to 300 Bibles that have been requested so far, the one-year Bible. If you'd like to obtain a copy of that, uh, uh, they we're making them available. This includes postage, a donation of just $15. You'll find information, BibleReadingChallenge.org, BibleReadingChallenge.org. You may also call our switchboard at one eight hundred seven two nine nine eight two nine. 729 9829 uh, and uh, obtain the one-year Bible. It's laid out by date uh, and the Scripture passage for that day. But if you go to the website and you sign up for the daily emails, you'll get some commentary as well uh, on some of the passages, some of the verses that you'll be reading that particular day. And uh, as Randy mentioned, also an accountability aspect that will happen at the end of uh, the week, where you there'll be a follow-up email. Are you reading? Have you you know stayed with it? And just that to be one of encouragement to you in that regard. And uh, you can get the details, org. The Word of God is quick, it's powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Do you know it? Do you read it? And uh, that's what the Bible Reading Challenge is designed to, get people all across this nation into the Word of God, and really read it from cover to cover, and uh, to understand that uh, God's Word is complete, it is true, it is our source of authority. But uh, if we don't read it, how will we know what that authority says? So, again, the one-year Bible we are making available. You don't need to have the, the hard copy print. You can just sign up for the, the emails. There's links to the daily Bible reading. You can do it electronically as well. The passage is for that day. But if you're like me, I like having a hard copy in front of me. And uh, you can obtain that uh, donation of $15 by calling 800-729-9829. Uh, but you can get more information, BibleReadingChallenge.org. Just before the break, again, was just very troubled by this story with the New Zealand government seizing a baby, taking custody of a baby after their parents refused, did not want to have uh, the uh, blood that would be tainted by anyone who had received the shot for their child's heart surgery, the child having heart problems. They didn't want to have blood that would have any connection to the shot well the uh, court decided to take custody of the baby the four month old to have surgery and then to return custody to the parents following um uh, you know the 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 recovery of the child that's supposed to take take place this is despite the fact that they had a number of people lined up willing to donate blood uh so that it would not have to be uh tainted by the shot so very troubling dot lifenews.com Uh, The headline should just caught my attention. German euthanasia clinics require COVID vaccine before people can be killed. (laughs) Uh, Amazing. Uh, Here is a quote from the the spectator. As European uh, countries battle to limit the spread of the virus, the German Euthanasia Association has issued a new directive declaring it will now only help those who have been vaccinated or recovered from the disease. WND.com reporting the uh, official transcript of the seven-hour deposition of Dr. Anthony Fauci in a lawsuit alleging the federal government colluded with social media companies to censor speech has been released. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, who joined in the lawsuit with Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry, noted via Twitter on Monday that the November 23rd transcript shows Fauci said, I don't recall, 174 times. Schmidt spotlighted a February 4th, 2020 small uh, email, uh, an email that is uh, advising former Health and Human Services Secretary Sylvia Burwell not to wear a mask when traveling. On October 8th, he told 60 Minutes there's no reason to be walking around with a mask. However, less than one month later, he was advocating universal mask mandates. Very interesting. There's a lot there. We can't uh, get all into it. Um, But uh, the November 23rd transcript, I've seen different sites that's had it's available. But uh, saying the words, I don't recall... 174 times. American military news reporting that the U.S. Naval Academy has denied all requests for religious exemptions to the Pentagon's COVID 19 vaccine mandate, its superintendent confirmed. The revelation comes as a class action lawsuit unfolds against the Navy over religious exemption denials, and lawmakers threaten to hold up military funding unless the mandate is revoked. More than 2,000 Navy sailors have been discharged over vaccine refusal to date and friends are having a hard time meeting recruiting requirements for our nation's military. LifeNews.com, another topic here. In a new interview, pro-abortion Democrat Raphael Warnock claims that killing babies in abortions is somehow a Christian concept, even though it clearly results in the destruction of babies created in God's image. In an interview with MSNBC host Joy Reid on Monday, Warnock, who had voted for abortions up to birth, tried to justify killing babies by saying it's okay from his standpoint because he is a pastor. He said, I get a lot of pushback from people who seem to think that they own the interpretation of the gospel. I've been studying the scriptures my whole life. I'm committed to the faith, and as a pastor, I have a profound reverence for life. And as a pastor and a person of faith, I have a deep respect for choice. If we care about life, black women are dying three to four times the rate of white women in childbirth as a result of childbirth, he said. And so if you care about life, we ought to find a way and address the obvious bias in our health care system. It's what Jesus would do, Reed said. I think that's exactly what Jesus would do, Warnock agreed. From LifeNews.com also, Joe Biden met with state legislators Tuesday to encourage them to pass more state laws promoting abortion up to birth. The White House played host to roughly 50 Democrat state lawmakers from 31 states as state legislatures across the country prepare for their new legislative sessions in January. President Biden also wants pro-abortion legislators to try to pass laws watering down or repealing abortion bans in red states. And friends, sadly, they're doing so with the help of some Republicans as well such as a case here in the state of Wisconsin in which they are trying to expand the number of abortions that are prohibited under state law uh, as it stands on the books. LifeNews.com, a judge has ordered Southwest Airlines to reinstate a flight attendant who was fired because she's pro-life. Flight attendant Charlene Carter of Aurora, Colorado, worked as a flight attendant at Southwest for nearly 21 years. In 2017, she was fired after sharing her pro-life beliefs on Facebook and speaking out against the Transportation Workers Union of America, Local 556, spending members' dues on pro-abortion activities. She was opposed to that, folks. Well, in July, a federal district court in Dallas awarded her five point one million dollars. But she pressed on with her legal battle because of her love for her job and the customers that she serves and hoped to get her job back. A judge now ruled that that will happen. It's going to lower her uh, the uh, amount of damages. Uh, they said uh, the judge said that was uh, excessive, uh, exceeded certain caps. But the uh, judge ruled in favor of her returning to work. Bags fly free, the judge said, with Southwest, but free speech didn't fly at all with Southwest. In this case, that was uh, District Judge Brantley Starr uh, in the ruling on Tuesday. CBN News reporting Students for Life Action team members arrived at a workshop held at St. John Paul II Newman Center in Bellevue, Nebraska, this weekend. Last weekend, that is, when they found a note posted on the front door, quote, If our right to abortion in Bellevue is taken away due to the attempt to pass an abortion ban and it gets passed, we will shoot up your Newman Center with our new AR-14 rifles, it read. Well, the note was signed by Jane's Revenge, a radical group that has been characterized by some as a domestic terrorist organization. LifeNews.com reporting two U.S. Senate Democrats introduced a bill Thursday that would force Americans to fund the killing of unborn babies and abortions in states where the deadly practice is still legal. According to The Hill... U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin and Patty Murray of Washington State want taxpayers to pay $350 million annually for travel expenses, lodging, childcare, and meals for pregnant moms who want elective abortions. The money would go to pro-abortion groups that help pregnant mothers travel and organize the logistics of getting an abortion, especially for women who live in pro-life states, the report says. Baldwin portrayed the matter as... Healthcare, care, a health issue, and a statement about their legislation called the Reproductive Health Travel Fund Act. Okay, um, here's a story out of WND.com. In a case against the street preacher charged for speech condemning homosexuality, a government prosecutor in England argued that certain Bible passages are simply no longer appropriate in modern society. John Dunn was charged with violating the Public Order Act by engaging in what was called threatening, abusive, and insulting speech when he told a lesbian couple that homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, citing the Bible, the Daily Signal reported. A prosecutor with the Crown Prosecution Service, the Office of Government Prosecutors for England and Wales, wrote in a document sent to the defense before the trial that, quote, there are references in the Bible which are simply no longer appropriate in modern society and which would be offensive if stated in public. CBN News reporting a former Navy SEAL who spent almost a decade living as a transgender woman is warning Americans of the dangers of the transgender movement after recently announcing he is detransitioning back to a man. Chris Beck served in the Navy SEALs for 20 years on special operations teams, also served on the famed SEAL Team 6, Through 13 deployments, he received over 50 awards and medals for his service, including the Bronze Star with Valor and the Purple Heart. But Beck became a prominent national figure after announcing on CNN's Anderson Cooper in 2013 that he had become a transgender woman named Kristen Beck. Now, nine years later, Beck says he was used by the media and psychologists to normalize allowing transgender people in the military and to popularize the issue. He said, everything you see on CNN with my face, do not believe a word of it. Everything that happened to me for the past 10 years destroyed my life. I destroyed my life. I'm not a victim. I did this to myself, but I had help. I just want to speak up because there are a lot of people out there who are confused about who they are. He said, I just want people to be the way they are born, the way that God intended. A story coming to us from news.com Recently circulated videos of a 2022 meeting of the Wisconsin chapter of the American Academy of Pediatrics shows an executive of the national organization stating that children who receive puberty blockers and cross sex hormones probably will be infertile. Oh, my. There are so many stories that are taking place here today. Uh, this is a, uh, here's one of a school. Uh, this is a, uh, for the past 10 decades, the ministerial alliance in Taylor, Texas, has partnered with the City Hall to produce an annual Christmas parade. But that partnership was severed after pastors objected to a float filled with drag queens singing Christmas carols. The minister said the parade entrance must be consistent with traditional biblical and family values. They determined drag queens did not fit that narrative, those values. Well, that decision sparked a huge culture war in the small Texas town. The Washington Post reports that the small Texas district has now barred students from marching in the parade. And the Chamber of Commerce is also pulling out, as is City Hall. City leaders announced that they would host a separate parade that was open to everyone, including drag queens friends are up against a break but i see the clock is running its course here today like to open our phone lines today if you'd like to comment on any of these or other current event stories there's so much more i have not gotten around to but you maybe you want to speak out on those issues our phone number to crosstalk 800-733-9829 that's 800-733-9829 we'll be back in just one minute this is crosstalk coming your way on the vcy american network
4: For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Have you noticed all of the events that are converging at the same time right now? What is the statistical probability that all of these things would be happening right now at the same time? I believe it's a convergence of in-time events. The making of a one-world economy, the the mark-of-the-beast technology, the desire for world government, a world religion, the Jews returning to Israel in record numbers. The talk of a third temple, five red heifers now in Israel looking for a perfect red heifer to sacrifice and begin the purification process. Israel discovering massive amounts of natural gas and maybe gold. Israel surrounded by her enemies. Right there in Syria, you have Iran, Turkey, and Russia on her border. Then you have the Jews that are being prepared to be deceived, looking for a Messiah. We have the rise of anti-Semitism, the talk of global famine and plagues. All of this tells us the stage is being set. For in-time events, are you ready?
1: You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, and uh, taking your calls today, 800-733-9829. That's 800-733-9829. Let's go to the lines here. We've got Joe in Laval, Wisconsin. Joe, you're on the air.
2: Hi, Mr. Schneider. I think a lot of the pushback on lowering the voting age is similar to the pushback about uh, student debt relief, and that is uh, that generosity towards those with fewer responsibilities is perceived as unfairness. And, you know, it's funny. My mother told me that, uh, you know, the other time I called in about student debt, that you put me in my place, and I'm not out to defend my position. I'll accept the generosity affords to me, even if it's perceived as unfair. But I do have a follow-up question, and that is, uh, in chapter 20 in Matthew, it has the parable of the vineyard workers, and basically, everyone who works at different periods, lengths of time, they all ended up getting a day's wage. So I was just wondering, am I overgeneralizing that parable to just be more than just, well, if you're saved at the last minute, they are still saved? And if I overgeneralize that to generosity in other domains, like, let's say for some reason someone pays me five times someone else for doing the same work, um, you know, that be be overgeneralizing or just feel free to put me in my place again, <laughs> okay. as Lamar might say. You know, I just want to learn and, uh, you know, yeah. throw out your perspective on this.
3: Thank you,
1: Joe. And I'm not able to go through all the, the, the details of the parable itself, but let me just say this. I mean, So if you have a private businessman who is going to pay his workers uh, as he wills, so he, He promised to pay, uh, you know, it was a penny. I gave the day's wages and he paid the the last at the first. That's a private businessman that was doing that. And and uh, but that was not that, you know, the government sanctioned that regard or forcing other people to fund those wages. He was doing that out of his own generosity. But it does come into a difference here where you're forcing uh, me to pay for your uh, your, you know, student loan debt.
2: okay. thank you for your explanation.
1: Thank you for the call. Michael in Dousman, Wisconsin. You're on the air.
0: Uh, uh, sorry, I didn't hear you. Um, I wanted to call about the Twitter files. I've been paying a lot of attention to the uh, media on the Internet, and it's, it's really disgusting to see that that is not being portrayed on the local news channels at, at all. I come home from work and I ask my wife, have you heard about what Elon Musk is doing? She is she is oblivious to it, yeah. and it it it's this kind of um, it's like this kind of a lie that we are put under in this country that's keeping the wrong people in power because we're literally literally being fed some nonsense to so that their agenda can be you follow what i'm saying
1: yeah i mean it's 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 keeping information from the people and that's really what they were doing is 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 burying stories you know or or not allowing certain tweets to go out on certain things and and uh putting you know guards in place to make sure that the american public was not getting the information and now musk of course is exposing that information and uh it should be disconcerting uh, to us and that big tech is very much working against uh, uh, you know, getting the truth out and letting people have their say in matters and stopping, you know, information about investigations getting out there. It it uh, And we've seen that happen uh, with, with stories uh, in other forms of big tech as well that have, you know, buried conservatives or gone after them, but uh, certainly promote that, which comes from a leftist perspective.
0: Exactly. And uh, you know what, uh, with this phone call, I just want to make a, a really loud prayer that the, the the truth can come through the the real media. I mean, not the real media, but the ones that w- every American goes home to at night to watch. I I, I pray that God lo- allows that to happen, so that we're not we're not ha- uh, stuck living in this LGBTQ weird del- nonsense lie anymore. Yeah, I want yeah I want a God fearing country, not a you know what this is. Yeah, thank the, you, Kim.
1: Thank you for the call. As you know, the Prophet Jose, I remember, wrote, uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Uh, let's go to, uh, is it Soslin? Hello. Hi. So, you're
5: so you're, I would like you're to, on the air. Okay, sweet. I would like to discuss how it was the biggest treason, what the Biden administration did, of leaving Paul Whelan in Russia, who is a Marine, and as a military veteran who served in the United States Air Force, my heart just goes out for his family, and I just am absolutely disgusted. You know, you bring a person you traded for a, a Russian terrorist, and you brought back a person that hates America and that states like uh, kneeled for the national kneeled during the national anthem and stuff. Yeah. It's absolute atrocity to this country. And my family goes out to my heart goes out to the family of Paul Whelan. I mean, it's like where are the moral values of America? You know, where's that time where? You know, we stand up for the national anthem, and we bring back our men and women that are trapped and behind the enemy lines. What happened to that?
1: Yeah, it was a greater, a greater effort to bring somebody who, you know, is part of the wokeness, uh, you know, is standing yeah. against America, uh, promoting the LGBT uh, ideology. Uh, that was more important to the Biden administration, and, and they literally said so because of her being a role model.
5: I, yeah, and it just blows my mind. And the, another thing is, as we kind of uh, end it, is, you know, as an immigrant, why are we, you know, why are we also allowing the borders just to be wide, wide open? And while no one's really covering that, Venezuela's emptying their prison systems. Mm-hmm. And you have people fleeing from communist countries are being turned around because they can't, because they have to go through an extensive process. And it's like, everything's part of my language, but it's just rear-ended. Yeah. And it's like, my, I'm just like... I mean, it's, it's sad to be an American, especially in this day and age, and it's sad to, like, have your kids grow up because it's like they're wondering oh, what's next for this country because now we've become a banana republic. So you know? sad.
1: Very sad. Thank you for the call. We've got Monty in Iowa. Monty, you're on the air.
5: Yes, I,
2: I was going to talk to you about this same-sex marriage bill. This, it looks to me like this would be an excellent opportunity for the states to apply nullification because the federal government has absolutely zero authority over marriage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's uh, when we talked with Matt Staver yesterday at uh, from Liberty Council, he was virtually making that same point that this just really opens the door for this to go right back to the Supreme Court to vacate that uh, Obergefell decision, uh, that there, there is no federal uh, language giving the federal government jurisdiction on the topic of marriage. You're correct. There is not. Not a one. Thank you for the call here today. And uh, I apologize to other callers on hold. Uh, We have run out of time on the broadcast. But uh, we thank you for joining us here on our News Roundup today here on Crosstalk. Uh, Indeed, much that's taking place across this land, I I trust it burdens your heart to be praying for this nation. For some of you, maybe it's uh, standing up and running for school board and for offices, uh, uh, but uh, certainly should behoove us to advance the gospel, to share the good news of the gospel to a world in need. The Lord's Day is coming. I trust you'll be in a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching
0: local church. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America